You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast. The podcast for hockey referees. Each show, we discuss the world of officiating and find out that not everything is in black and white. Here's your host, Brandon Bourgeois. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Team Stripes Podcast. You're tuning in to episode number 31, and on this episode, we have an all-around great guy on the show. His name's Matt Brady, and now he's a liney in the ECHL, the American League, and the ECAC. He's also uh, was a former referee in the ECAC, but now he's uh, taking a step back and enjoying the liney life, and he uh, hails from Saratoga Springs. So, uh, Matt, welcome to the uh, podcast. Hey, Brandon. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. So, uh, Matt, we've been trying to have you on the show for, for a while here, and uh, we've been kind of playing uh, catch-up a bit, but uh, tell us what's going on in uh, your neck of the woods uh, today. Well, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful day out. The rain finally stopped, so uh, hopefully, uh, you know, my deck will dry out. Just pressure-wise that. I, uh, I actually just bought a house with my fiancé, so I've been renovating that and, uh, you know, getting ready for the uh, the wedding, you know, my my funeral, I guess you could say, uh, as the boys say. So I got that coming up on the, the, the 29th of September. So a lot going on, uh, you know, with that and then rolling right into the hockey season uh, right after. Luckily, uh, my fiance is pretty, pretty good about that. She knows we really can't take a honeymoon until after the hockey. That's, that's what she says. So, uh, yeah, you know, that's what's going on up here. You know, a lot of, a lot of new stuff, a lot of excitement. So it's all good. So like I said, we know you're uh, you're aligning in a few different leagues, but uh, before we get going, I mean, just curious, uh, as we ask all of our guests, how did you get your start with officiating? Oh, yeah, uh, good question there. So, uh, you know, I got to college. I wasn't playing. Uh, I was in uh, was in a freshman dorm at uh, Geneteo, and the kid across the hall from me, he was, uh, he was a ref in Rochester. He said, hey, you know how to skate. Why don't you... Uh, why don't you come to a ref seminar? And I thought, Jesus, my father's going to hate me if I become a ref, you know? So I said, sure, let's do it. And uh, so I, I went to the seminar. I think that was like, uh, I don't know, 2004, 2005. Uh, I wasn't thinking anything of it. Uh, I just became a level one ref. It became a state of level one for a couple of years. Uh, just doing little kids hockey for beer money. You know, uh, college, you, you need uh, you need the beer money, right? So was just doing that, and uh, those early morning games really got me. I was constantly yawning. wasn't very professional. You know, I, I really wasn't thinking anything of this. Then, uh, what was it, the recession of 2008 hit, and, uh, you know, it was a little tough to get a job after college. You know, everybody wanted to hire interns or something like that, so I couldn't really roll into a full-time job in, what I, in the field I graduated in. So I decided to say why not let's uh, let's see what we can uh, make of this so i you know got serious about it got on my conditioning uh got uh, the adm program i think through usa hockey was just starting so i got to go out to the uh they had a showcase in rochester new york so i went out to that and i guess i did pretty well because i got invited to their finals later that season out in uh, san jose so uh right and then right after that that summer went out to, to regional camp first step uh, in the, uh, the officiating ladder with the USA Hockey of, of regional camp. Um, then from there, uh, latched into to college hockey, was uh, doing you know women's and, and then men's hockey uh, in the ECAC. Uh, you know, really was lining a lot and, and learning a lot, you know, it's like a, I like to say. And then uh, from there, 
you know, a few years later, I went to a national camp. I think that was uh, 2014, which is the second step uh, there for for the USA stuff. And uh, then I got invited to the American League right after that. Uh, and then the rest is history, I guess you could say. So obviously you moved up the ranks pretty quick, but like, were you a guy that like as soon as you talked to officiating, you just you got it right away, or, or was there a pretty was there a good learning curve for you, or what's kind of the the background there? Well, you know, the learning curve I think was uh, I want to say pretty slow. I mean, my first game, I didn't know what was going on uh, in college. I really didn't put a lot of effort into learning it. You know, we're doing little mic hockey at. 7:30 in the morning after I'd been out to about you know three or four the night before so I probably yawned more than I blew my whistle um you know and then but once I really started to get into it that's when I you know I really started to apply myself and the learning curve accelerated you know that's that's part of the reason why I think I was able to accelerate up the, the line uh quicker rather than slower uh, just because, you know, I wanted to do it. I wanted to apply myself and wanted to learn, you know, and that's uh, that's one thing I think that, uh, you know, people need to do. They want to be able to do this. They they need to have that want, you know. Yeah, makes sense. No, and, like, when you got this, the, I don't know if it was a phone call or an email to work a league like the American League, but, like, what was your reaction just getting a phone call? Oh, Jesus. So when I got into the American League, uh <laughs> I was actually I was up in St. Catharines, Ontario, uh, for my for my one of my former jobs, and uh, I we had I just started a group message with because uh, you know I, I the iPhone I think we had all finally just gotten them so we you know we had the iMessage so it was firing off group messages on Wi-Fi, and actually uh, you know I told them got you know got a little congratulatory couldn't make a phone call because uh, I was in Canada and with AT and T from the states I mean it cost like ten dollars a minute. So I didn't make a phone call, sent a text message when I got back on the Wi-Fi. And then I went over to a bar and basically, uh, you know, I had a nice, nice uh, few beers and some dinner, you know, myself to celebrate because I thought it was a pretty good milestone for myself. But uh, when I got back into town, obviously, I got to celebrate a little bit more with, uh, you know, some family and friends because it was a pretty good uh, step there. But, uh, geez, when I found out, yeah, just an email from uh, from the league and uh, and off we went. Right on, and uh, so obviously you've been you've been around the league a little bit. I mean, is there any kind of good memories or, or you know things that stick out for you as highlights in the time that you've been in, in the league? You know, most of uh, most of my memories uh, don't really pertain to being on the ice. Most of it is you know the off ice experience, being with the guys. You know, I, I spent uh, one New Year's Eve in a locker room. You know, we had uh, an afternoon matinee, and and then I don't think we left the locker room until after midnight when the when the, the staff asked us to leave because we were just having fun sitting there uh catching up uh and celebrating you know most of most of my memories in this in in this league and you know it's it's all about the time with my with the boys and you know it, it's kind of different uh you know in college hockey you pretty much know everyone so you get to work with them uh a few more times than than you do you know, then you say in pro hockey, you know, a lot of times being a local guy, you, you work with one guy once and you won't see him again for until next season. Uh, so, you know, it's good to catch up. And, and a lot of times, uh, you know, just sitting in the room, having a cup of coffee before the game, discussing things, it's, it's a lot of fun, you know, and that's, that's the kind of stuff that I think a lot of guys live for. It's, it's not the, the times on the ice, it's the times, you know, with the guys. 
Yeah, and uh, it's funny, like, I think a lot of us kind of get the idea of a, of a local line. I mean, I was one this year, and, like, you know, but I think a lot of younger listeners might not understand, you know, might not see, you know, going full-blown and trying to make this a career. I mean, like, for the younger listeners out there, what's kind of the what's kind of the story of the local linesmen in, in leagues like the American League and the East Coast League and, and stuff like that? Well, you know, like I, like I tell the 40-40 guys and guys giving it a run on the full-time and, uh, you know, I don't need a flight to break up a fight, right? So I get to stay around and live the best of both worlds. You know, I get to to have my 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 day job and life and and be around here, and then it, you know I still get to live that passion of hockey. And and it, it's actually what I think is it, it's it's tough because you're not in that full time group, right? So guys who work in leagues full time, skating you know three four nights a week, you know you get in that groove, uh, especially as you know with linesmen, you know the icing plays, those judgment plays, that fast puck coming at you, you know things like that. You're constantly in that group. When you're a local guy, you know the the time between games might be a little longer. So you got to, you know, get the rust off real quick. And I think it's, it's tough. And, and a lot of guys, uh, you know, I, I want to say they're, they're told, uh, you know, you're just a local guy. So, it, you know, it doesn't really matter as much. I think it, it has actually the opposite. I think local guys being a local guy in such a high league proves that you care as much or more. I mean, you you have, so much going on outside of hockey because you have to be able to balance your career. You have to be able to balance, you know, life at home. I'm not saying that full-time guys don't have life at home, you know, but uh, saying there's a lot, usually a lot more going on there. There's a reason why they're local guys. Right. But I say it, it proves to a lot of people that you care as much because you want to be there. So you have to be able to shut one side off and turn the other side on and perform at the same level as those full-time guys, the, the same level that's expected for, you know, AHL, NHL caliber players. You know, oh, that makes sense. And where would you? Which uh, which games did you most uh, mostly out of curiosity here? What, what was that? Which, which, which games? Which games? Yeah. So which teams would you do in the American League, the <clears throat> ECHL? Which what sort of games would you be doing there? You know, when I started in the American League, I had a, a few teams around me. So I had uh, Glens Falls was an American League team at the time. Albany was a team. Uh, Utica uh, and Binghamton. Now that's significantly dropped. Now it's just Utica and uh, Binghamton. And then for the American League, and then uh, the East Coast League, it's uh, Glens Falls, and uh, there's actually the that league's expanding. Uh, go down to Reading a little. There's there's teams in Worcester now, and uh, and up into Maine, and uh, you know Manchester, New Hampshire. So it's kind of really uh, it's it's I want to say the number of rinks I visit is staying the same, but now it's just you know there's a shift in the leagues, uh, and, and it's it's I want to say the East Coast League is a lot of fun. You know it's. Uh, I I love the three man system. You know, I get to go down and I get to call goals. You know, you don't get to do that in the four men. Uh, you know, and, and in fact, I I remember she's one time in American League game. Uh, Dutchy uh, Coho was a little under the weather. He had the flu, um, and I I remember I got this. I right in the I think it was late in the first period, went right down, pointed for the first goal of the game. And I just remember that, you know, the lights go off and the spotlight goes on and the players are going by him and he's just looking there smiling and grinning. And I loved it. You know, I, you know, calling, calling goals to the line is a lot of fun. You know, you get to do that, that NHL point. It's a lot of, a lot of good times, but, uh, yeah, you know, just a lot of fun visiting, visiting the barns. You get to see some, some fun old barns, you know, Utica part of where Slapshot was filmed. It's, oh, yeah. you, know, you get to see, see, see those old barns. Yeah. It's fun. Okay, yeah, I had no idea that uh, was where where Slapshot was filmed. Uh, <laughs> I guess it, I guess it would be that neck of the woods, though, eh? 
yeah, there in Syracuse, and then I uh, forget where else. Yeah. So like, so I mean, we say the word local liney, but you'd still be traveling around quite a bit, eh? Yeah, you know, I get to travel a lot more actually for college, and colleges uh, travel. You know, besides sometimes singles, uh, usually overnights. You know, because we do travel basically, you know, as teams, officiating teams, if you will, for the weekend. Uh, you know, and, I, and honestly, I think college is a lot harder uh, because if, if you think about it, uh, um, it's like a bull in a china shop mentality. You know, the uh, the players have half as many games as the pro season, mm-hmm. and they usually play on weekends, right? So they're really amped up, you know, Monday through Thursday, then Friday hits, and it's like, boom, 100 miles an hour. You know, and so it's a little, it's always north south, north south, but uh, get to travel a lot more for college, get to go uh, up to the north country. We have uh, Clarkson, St. Lawrence, and over uh, western New York, we got Cornell and Colgate, and down south, we have, uh, you know, Princeton and Quinnipiac, and, and east, we have, uh, you know, Harvard, Dartmouth, Yale, and, and Brown, and then right, right next, uh, right in my neck of the woods, even though I don't visit, visit them very much. I got RPI and Union all in the same week. So it's a lot of fun, you know, and get to get to shoot out and go into college towns and see some, some beautiful campuses and, and uh, have some other, you know, eye candy, which is fun. So it's a good time. And you, you kind of touched on it a bit, but, like, you said there's kind of, you know, for college hockey, for example, there's less games, so the kids are more, or the guys are more amped up. Uh, you kind of touched on the American League, and, you know, there's the hybrid icing and stuff like does each league kind of present its own challenges in terms of what you have to do as a linesman? Uh, you know, I'd say the the rules are pretty much the same. And the challenges, I'd say, you know, they vary a little bit, but it's mostly the same. You know, the only the only difference is, you know, the icing is all the same. The, the face-offs in college, they're starting to come around where, you know, to be more in line with the, the pro hockey, you know, especially when they did that crackdown started last year to – to make everybody stay still um you know the rules they don't change it's just how they're enforced changes a little bit here and there um you know college the speed of the game is just it's a little bit different so it's a little little more challenging the uh um those guys they're uh they're really driven on that north south and really pushing and it, it's it, it makes it a lot of fun you know but you gotta you got to remember that uh, you know the college. It's a little bit different, also mentally. You, you know, you can't uh, talk the same way to the players as as you would uh, to a pro guy. So you know that's a little bit different. So turning that switch on and off is, is kind of fun. You know, you can't uh, maybe uh, uh, get as angry or something like that. So what do, you, what do you mean by that? Like how how do you have to talk differently to like a college guy? Well, you know, pro guys, they, they said they, you know, they wear their emotions on the sleeves and you can kind of give it right back to them. You know, they're men They're you know, you can, uh, they, if they shout at you, you can give it right back to them or, and, and things like that. College guys, you don't really want to, you know, tread into that because mm-hmm. it's, it, it's not good. Okay. Uh, it's not good. So, you know, we try to try to stay away from that, but, uh, you know, one big thing that's all all the same. You know, the, you know, it's uh, it's how you present yourself on the ice, and you know, if you present yourself as professional, and you know, guys in in every league, you know, if you make a mistake, I mean, that happens. You know, you own it, and even you know, college guys, pro guys, they all appreciate you. You you man it up and saying, listen, hey, I screwed up. Uh, that's my bad. You know, and it's um, it, you know, really. Uh, you take ownership of the game at all levels and it's, you know, it's good. And you've been around these leagues for a while. Like, I mean, are you at that point where you have really a pretty good level of rapport with, you know, whether it's called chalky or, 
the other pro leagues? Do you find you've, you've built sort of good rapport with the, with the coaches, with the teams out there? Yeah, I'd like to think so. Uh, you know, I, I like to think that uh, in in the college loop, you know, most of the guys, they, they, they see my name and, and uh, you know, they know me and, and know I'm going to give it a good, honest effort here in the, in the pro loop. I mean, uh, last year, geez, I uh, ran into a coach who had recently changed teams to out west, and he was back, and he's like, oh, geez, it's, we're getting the boys back together. And, you know, it was me and uh, another local guy and, and – uh, um, a couple of the refs that you know he used to see a lot when he was in Albany so it's just it was real it was real nice you know and so that you know him recognizing that was uh, was pretty good and I like to think that you know over the time uh, based on not only performance but effort uh, you know a pretty good level of insight to a lot of a lot of our listeners out there I mean like as a local linesman you're seeing the same teams over and over and over again whereas you know you think of a of a 40-40 guy or, or a referee that travels for, for pro leagues, you know, you know they, they don't see the same teams every time. Does that present certain challenges or advantages of seeing the same teams over and over? Uh, you know, uh, yes and no. You know, I mean, we're all, our goal is to be as neutral as possible, you know, and that's, that's pretty much, you know, what we strive for. You know, a lot of guys, you know, maybe a visiting team coming in will think you're a homer because you're a local guy. But in reality, you know, it's 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 not the case. It is a challenge because you do you do see those guys over and over again. And uh, you know, to to counter that, you know, I don't really I don't try to interact too much with the you know that, that local team uh, on the ice. You know, if I'm interacting with them, I'm interacting the same amount uh, with the the visiting team. Uh, just I don't want the per- perception of bias to the local team you know uh to be out you know, local guys move on into playoffs based on you know regional performance of a team you know so uh that kind of <clears throat> that maybe you're a little biased because you want to move on and, and that's definitely i'd say the game to be as fair as possible that's that's why we're officials no that makes a ton of sense man just it's 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 funny because you know like you know, I've been there before where, you know, you, you make a mistake in one game and then you have in the back of your head, oh, geez, I'm seeing the same team three three days later, right? Like, it's, it's tough sometimes yeah. uh, knowing that, you know, it's, you're seeing them almost all. You know, they, uh, and, and teams, I want to say, you know, if you, if those local guys, if you, if you own up to your mistakes, you make the mistake, but, you know, you, you own it, um, you know, their memory is forgetful, you know, it's, uh, I had a player once last year, you know, we, we, uh, we screwed up a face-off location. And then one of the guys on the bench, you know, I went to the co- coach and said, hey, listen, we, we screwed that up, you know, collectively because we're a team out there. And uh, w- one of the players said, you know, it's only a mis- mistake if you do it twice. Right now, life lesson from a, a veteran player. But, uh, you know, obviously we didn't screw it up because we had the same situation that we were all there again. And... You know, they shouted, but yesterday you did this. And I, you know, turn around, hey, no, it's not a mistake today. We learned from yesterday and we got it right. You know, so, you know, you see them over and over again, but, uh, you know, you got to take the ownership and, and really give it a good, solid, unbiased effort. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, like, we, we were talking to, to Kevin Hastings yesterday, who's also an AHL linesman, <laughs> and he's been around for, for some time. Uh, but yeah. we asked him, I mean, like, because, you know, you, same thing with you. You, got, you guys are kind of reaching a level where you're, you know, you're, you're more or less veterans in a lot of these leagues. You find you're shifted now into a pretty big mentorship role with a lot of the up and coming officials. You know, uh, 
Yes, yes, and uh, in definitely in the East Coast League, a lot of mentorship. There's a lot of guys coming up. They come right out of uh, juniors, you know, or uh, you know, whatever the single A pro league that comes out of the, the ODP program. Uh, and it's a lot of mentorship because you know I, I like to think that I have some pretty good experience, and and it's good to help them out. And uh, I know my role. I'm not moving on anywhere. So now, if I can give back to to somebody who's you know receptive to the feedback, that's I'm glad to do it, and it, it's mm-hmm. something that's a different uh, aspect to the to the uh, to the game. Um, you know, I still at the same time, you know, while I'm you know maybe giving advice to somebody, I constantly ask if if somebody has anything for me. You know, because maybe they know something different or have heard something. You know, maybe a different way to approach a scenario or or something like that. And I think that's one thing that even though you can mentor, you're never done learning yourself, right? So yeah. you should always always ask your partners always ask supervisors you know if they see anything you know even if you don't agree you know be receptive don't argue uh, and and uh, take it with a grain of salt uh, or you apply it if you want but uh, you know you 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 gotta you know never stop learning you know and at the same time yeah mentoring it's definitely where the the game has shifted for me but it's a lot of fun so and do you find there's certain things that you like? I know some guys are more technical guys. Some guys like to keep it loose. I mean, do you, do you find you have a certain sort of, uh, I don't know if you'd call it like a technique or a certain kind of uh, look at kind of mentoring? Do you have a certain style that you use to, to help out, you know, the younger guys? Yeah, you know, I like to keep it loose. Uh, I like to, I guess you could say, you know, it's just casual conversation. Hey, did you think about this? Have you thought maybe if you were in this position, you might get a different sight line on this? You know, things like that. It's not. Uh, I'm not gonna bust out a whiteboard and give an excellent nose talk because, you know, in in you know in my role as a like a local, um, I want to say supervisor of sorts for youth hockey and stuff like that. I found that you do that, it goes in one ear and out the other, right? So you want to just just be have a casual conversation with, with somebody, and that's the kind of stuff that sticks and is usually most helpful, you know. And and typically it's uh, it well received because that person is engaged with you right and they want to they want to uh learn and uh i just was curious like from your own perspective i mean like i say you've been around for for some time now and has there been guys that you know guys or even girls that have have helped you out as you as you kind of progressed through the ranks here and even guys that you've kind of got on the same journey with along the way Oh yeah, there's uh, you know we got uh, very fortunate to to have the '69 car, uh, Mike Emination. Uh, you know he is a, a veteran in every league. Uh, you know right in my back door, he t- you know took me under his wing, uh, really helped uh, uh, how to line. Uh, you know a lot of local guys in the area that really have uh, given me advice and, and tutelage along the way. Uh, but you know even with my peers, you know, uh, guys that I do college games with guys that I do, uh, you know, go to battle with on the ice. It's, uh, you know, we learn from each other. We talk and discuss it's, you know, it's just a, it's a fun conversation conversation with everyone to say, Hey, let's try this and and do things like that. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of guys that I've gone on this ride with that are in the same boat and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, Emanation, I don't know if, if you've ever crossed paths with him, he, you know, he's the same <laughs> cut from the same cloth as, uh, you know, Dutchie Coho. So, you know, it's just, it's a very, uh, very good wealth of knowledge right there to, to, to get me to where I am. 
Yeah, and we certainly lean on those veterans. Like, Dutchie is obviously, uh, I don't know if he's probably above legendary status now, or he's almost, uh, I don't know. If there was, like, a Mount Rushmore of AHL referees, he'd have to be up there, I'd imagine. Yeah, you know, I think he'd he'd be one of the only faces up there, you know. (laughs) But, you know, he's still doing it, and I give him a lot of credit. He's still out there giving the grind. You know, he hasn't hung him up yet, which is is great. You know, and then there's... uh, I like to I like to think that a lot of a lot of my supervisors, you know, I'm very fortunate to work for for Paul Stewart. You know, he's he's one of the guys that uh, you know really I wouldn't be where I am without him. And it's uh, it's very uh, very fortunate to have uh, been able to to get in with the ECAC and, and grow and develop and, and develop my craft in that league. And mm-hmm. you know, it's the same time a lot of the local guys. I mean. We got a lot of good hockey out here, you know, doing juniors when I was working for, for Gino Binda, you know, it's just, it's a lot of fun and you learn a lot from a lot of veteran guys and, and you don't realize, I think one big thing is you don't realize how much you're learning uh, over, over the course of, you know, your time and, you know, a lot of, you know, whether you realize or not are giving the information, you know, and it's, it's good. It's really great that uh, I think that's one thing that, is really good about what we do is, you know, we don't have, you know, typically we don't have video review sessions post game, you know, breaking down X's and O's and what we can do better for the next, uh, next game and scouting reports and all that kind of stuff. Reflection and peer review. And I think that's one, one good thing about uh, officiating. And I got to ask you, Matt, coming up to, uh, you know, you, this season here, yeah, is there certain games or certain, you know, things you're looking forward to uh, as you take on a new season here? Well, you know, one big thing, uh, I'm really looking forward to, to getting together with the guys. we got the, the NCAA uh, Division One men's camp on Sunday. Uh, so, it, you know, it used to be more fitness-oriented. Now we get to go, and it's just a meeting, and it's great to catch up with the guys. But as far as games, uh, yeah, i got a preseason game here coming up uh, right after my wedding. Uh, <laughs> I, get back, I get back on a Wednesday, and i got a game on Friday. Preseason game with a kid that uh, – a uh, local kid in the area. It's going to be his first professional hockey game. I, I've had the pleasure of watching him grow, and, and you know, from from just learning how to officiate to through to juniors to trying to get into college and to pro. So yeah. I'm going to be working his his first game with him, and it's uh, it's exciting. And uh, you know, from there, I got uh, got a lot. Uh, I get, I'm very fortunate to work another official's uh, farewell tour if you will, uh, yeah. uh, in the co- college loop. And, you know, I'm just excited for the season to really get going. You know, I've been, been uh, it, it's kind of interesting, you know, you, you start to get, I don't know, itchy for it as you, as the summer starts to wind down, you know, mm-hmm. you start to get ready for it. Seven o'clock comes around on, you know, Friday, Saturday nights, and your body's awake, you know. So yeah. just looking forward to getting going. And I got to ask you, for your wedding, do you have a pretty good uh, referees-only section there or what? <laughs> Oh geez, yeah, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of it, a lot of. I, I, I got to say, you know, a lot of my friends, you know, come. I was very fortunate. A lot of my friends come from officiating. You know, guys I, I go to battle with, and, and they're going to be at my wedding, which is which is uh, says a lot about, uh, you know, the friendships and the bonds you build mm-hmm. from this uh, from this career path, if you will. And uh, it's yeah, and you know, you know how us refs are. We're gonna have a good time. <laughs> and uh, just out of curiosity, do the uh, who gets the seating preference, the lineys or the referees? Oh, it's always lineys. You know, <laughs> liney, you, you can't have a good ref without good linesmen. You know, that's that's pretty well known. So uh, they'll definitely get the, the seating preference. Actually, I got a, a couple 
uh, I have, I have a linesman buddy of mine who's in, in my wedding party, you know, some guy, I, you know, I grew, grew through the ranks with, you know, from uh, regional camp and on upward. He, you know, he actually just got into the American league this year. So it's a big year for him. Uh, plus he gets to be in my wedding. So his year is, uh, you know, beyond exceptional now. And I think he's actually, you know, he's, uh, it's going to be a good time. Well, uh, Matt, we're coming to the end of our, our podcast here, and certainly we, we wish you all the best for your upcoming wedding and the upcoming season for sure. And we uh, we always like to end off these podcasts by asking if you have uh, some good parting advice or words of wisdom for, for officials out there, whether they, whether they be young or old. Uh, do you have any uh, golden nuggets of wisdom you like to throw out there? Yeah, you know, like I said, you know, you know one, the, the biggest thing is to always ask your partners or your supervisors how you can improve. Uh, I would say that you, you know, once you think you've learned it all, then you should probably retire, right? So always, always improve. Even if you don't agree, don't argue. Just be receptive and, or you know, conversate and and always be a sponge, right? And then you know, I guess the other thing, uh, you know, as McConaughey says, you know, uh, I keep getting older, but they stay the same age, right? So you know, the, the players are they're going to stay around the same age, maybe get a little older depending on the league, but. But you're definitely getting older, so you gotta, you know, always try to stay in shape. Uh, because as soon as, as soon as that goes out the window, you know, the season and your career passes you by. So you know, just uh, two things, you know, be receptive and work at it. You gotta love when somebody references a Matthew McConaughey quote uh, as a, as a learning tool. <laughs> you know, uh, big big movie, big movie buff here. So. Anyways, we want to thank you, Matt, for taking your time out of your day. I know you're busy getting ready for a wedding and with the upcoming season and work and everything, so we appreciate you taking the time. And certainly, like I say, best of luck for your wedding and best of luck uh, down the road. Thanks, Brandon. It was a pleasure. <laughs>